Yeah. Hello. You guys ready for this? <laughs> it's going to be so fun. I think I'm already having fun and I haven't even started yet. I just started thinking to myself, like it's flow state time. We're about to get, get in it. So I'll uh, doodle around with some random words while we let people trickle in. First, I got to say hello to Juliana and Chelsea who have already made comments in the chat. I'm so excited. You guys, and when we get into the divination for today, it's like a most auspicious, most fortuitous divination. I think. I think. So I'm ready. Hey, what's up, Sander? Hello, everybody. I'll wander around my words for a couple more minutes, though. Uh, first, I can let you know about things that are coming up. Tonight, I'm supposedly going to be on Conspiracy Castle. I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. It's a live show over on Rockfin. So check into that. I'll be sure to link it up on the Telegram channel. Greeting Slick Dissident and also Rob B over in the Rockfin chat. So Stephanie, what's up? It's good to see everybody in here. And I'll let you know a little teaser to the divination we're about to get into. I mean, it's like a two minute spoiler because we're about to get in, but it's the taming power of the great. It is returned. And if you remember from the 30th of November, just two videos ago for the Divination series, hey, we we already had that one. The Taming Power of the Great Returns. So we're going to talk about what all that means. However, there's so much stuff going on with Interverse lately. If you didn't check out the Marty Leeds episode, I think that it is a choice podcast. And then the one with Emily Ridout, also really fun. So we looked at the astrology of 2021 and 2022 with Emily and Marty and I got into the gematria of the logos. <laughs> Chelsea says kayaking the cosmos electric river. I love that. I love that. We got a bot named Linda Woods in here too. I'm going to block that user. <laughs> so, so uh, what else is coming up on Interverse? Well, Tuesday, I think I'm going to do it live. Tuesdays tomorrow, I'm bringing back the great David Whitehead to talk about his Cult of the Medics documentary. And that is going to be, whoa, whoa, it goes deep. Apparently, the medics are a cult. I already knew this, but he definitely brings the evidence and proves it. Anyway, I uh, think that we've probably said enough stuff. Hello, Mary. Oh, what's up? Hello, Illuminati. Kind of cool that I'm streaming this on Facebook. Some new people maybe going to be able to see it. The divination, though, we're three minutes in. I think it's time to get started. Yes, Juliana, I can't wait for the David Whitehead show either. He's a good buddy. I love going on his podcast, Unslaved. So it's been way too long since I had him on mine. I'd also like to get Tessarion back, but there's so many things to talk about with Tessarion. I'm like paralyzed with indecision. What topic? Anybody have any thoughts? Let me know. So, okay, we're going to continue where we left off from the divination last week on the 7th, 7th of December, uh, roughly a week ago, and we had progress. So last week we talked about the dynamic of going from the Taming Power of the Great, which was the card on 1130, and to progress. And today we're going to be talking about going from progress to the Taming Power of the Great. And when you see, when do you see what the other cards did that like explain this dynamic even further? You're, 
I think it's magic. I mean, is there anything other than magic? No, but this is some magical shit. So, all right. Progress where we came from before. This was approaching, maybe approaching like a Zenith experience. And when you hit a Zenith, guess what happens after that? The only way to go, as any good Taoist would know, is back down. Actually, just heard Cliff High talking about this the other day. Cliff High is awesome. Awesome, dude. So, <laughs> interestingly, when you come back down off of a Zenith, I guess you can go back down the way that you came, right? So, we're coming from this progress Zenith of the clinging fire energy over the yin. That's up here. The fire. See it over here. Fire and yin. That's the dynamic. And coming back down into... The taming power of the great where we were before progress so it's like really amazing this could not i couldn't have made this up <laughs> so the taming power of the great is the 26 that's the yod Vave, actually if you want to look at it that way but let's talk about the changing lines before we go further into re breaking into taming power of the great all right because i always like to start with the changing lines and what's interesting is it's the exact same changing lines from 26 to 35 as it would be from 35 to 26. But because we're going the other direction, there's a different meaning. So uh, different meaning. Maybe not. We'll see. The lines that are changing, though, it's the bottom line, the second line, the third line, and the fourth line. And that goes from bottom to top. That's how you read the I Ching hex, uh, hexagrams. Start at the bottom and go up. Foundation and the build up. So the bottom four are the changing lines here. The first, now this is where we get into some very specific divination meanings that I would like you to consider as applying to your week. All right. Because I'm doing these weekly now. So this is kind of like, you know, whether you're catching it live or catching it later on in the week, this should apply. You can either look at it in retrospect or, and honestly, because it's eaching, all of this applies to any time you'd watch it, even if it's not this week that I published it. That's what's cool. If there's a particular eaching card you want to know more about, just go find a video where I did it. Maybe eventually we'll do all 64. <laughs> I can't really, <laughs> I can't really guess. But hey, so bottom line changing. We'll start there. The bottom line changing from progress to the taming power of the great is about how integral it is right now. For your mission, and always, but especially right now, your mission is to maintain attentive awareness. Keep your mind clear of major distractions. Focus on your personal integrity. Now, this is a funny one for me because <laughs> my, my astrology app just popped up this morning. and was like, hey, your natal sun is squaring with Mercury. So you might experience some brain fog and some lack of mental clarity. And I'm just like, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to work through this. So let's do this. So I'm maybe experiencing brain fog. Let me know if it seems that way. I'm excited either way. I think that's the most important thing is to bring excitement and good vibes. But you know what? If you are experiencing mental fog, lack of clarity, there are ways to improve that, to address that. Slow down. Focus on the breathing, diaphragmatic breath, expanding the lower belly with your breathing in and then filling up the top of the chest and then exhaling and sucking in your tummy so that you push that air out from the lower lungs. Really crucial 
to so many processes of your entire body, in particular stimulating the vagus nerve, that you at least some point in your day do this type of breathing that expands in the lower lungs and in the lower abdomen. Most of us are shallow chest breathers, right? Zoka says, you can still see through fog. That's right. Maybe <laughs> maybe I got brain fog. Maybe I don't. I, I feel like I can see through it big time. That's a good comment. Thanks for that perspective, buddy. Now, okay, so keeping your mind clear of major distractions, the best way to do that is to just focus on personal integrity, being a worthy vessel for the light and the life force. This is the root line we're talking about, the bottom line. So really, it's because this is the root, it's the foundation of everything. It's kind of like the only, I say this all the time, the only thing that you really have any control of is your personal energy and your vibe. If if the universe is really vibration, energy, frequency, that's all you got then. Everything else is just kind of like a an expression of that. That's the foundation. That's the first and major only source of everything, right? So however you can improve the worthiness of your body temple, the cleanliness, the purity, the integrity, as in how leaky is it, the more life force and light you can contain. So that's your real checkpoint. That's what your progress is about. That's your mission. So the maintaining attentive awareness and keeping your mind clear is all just so that you can see whether or not you're leaking this light force, whether your electricity of your body is diminished by some sort of blockage or some sort of attachment, attachment. Oh, that's the hard one. So the other thing about this divinatory position with this line is wanting to warn you about if there's other people in your life that seem like they want to restrict your progress or they're expressing a lack of confidence in your goals or your abilities or what you're intending to do, what you're building, this is irrelevant right now. If you can stay centered and positive. So that's the challenge. That's the going upstream. We're going to talk about that that maybe there's some old characters in your life that do not see it your way, or they want you to stay the way that you were because it's profitable for them. Instead of worrying about that, just do what you need to do and focus on the tasks at hand and do the best you can at that. This bottom line is saying the small things make up the big things. That's always been the truth. All you really are is a like everything major in your life is a bunch of little things. When you think about it, it's a bunch of tiny baby steps. So that's your focus. Um, the obstacles in your way are going to dissolve naturally if you do the work of staying self-aware, the inner work. Visualize your intentions. Maintain, maintain your health to the best of your ability. Visualize your intentions. Maintain your health to the best of your ability. That's why I repeated that because that's the two keys. You'll move towards those intentions automatically if you've got the health, if you've got the magnetism of good electricity in your current, in your body, your current ability will be improved. And uh, yeah, things will draw to you as much as you're trying to move towards them. Now, okay, let's talk about the second line. I'll try not to go to, <laughs> I'll try not to go too long into the, this line. Like that was a long explanation. I love what I'm seeing in the chat right now. Fell into a 13 Zodiac hole. Yeah. I have some thoughts on the 13 too. I've been reading Marty Leeds book and there's so much about the 13 in there. <laughs> we should talk about that someday. Okay. Second line though. This is the sacral line. All right. <laughs> this line is saying, relax, let go of the handlebars. 
I know that sounds counterintuitive, but if, especially if you've been feeling like lately, you know, white knuckled, like gripping on to the, the safety bars and you're on a roller coaster ride and there's no seatbelt, maybe life is asking you to let go and go with the flow. You might, you might go flying off the roller coaster, but that's a leap of faith. And I think it's going to launch you to glide more effortlessly towards the new instead of holding on to the car that's throwing you around. So the idea here is that when you open your hand after you let go of something that you're gripping on tightly, you might find that something fills your hand that's even better than what you previously thought you needed. This is a proverb. It's for action. Take action on this idea. When you, Especially if the thing you're holding on to is anger, rage, disappointment, sadness, sorrow. All those things are legitimate feelings, but the question is, do you feel them and let go so that the next feeling comes in? Or do you hold on to it because you think you need it or it's giving you some kind of power or there's a justification for it? Now, again, if life is moving at a pace that feels like it's a roller coaster with no seatbelt, well, I have a recurring dream. I have this dream all the time where I'm on a roller coaster and they didn't strap me in. <laughs> Guys, stop talking about Pierre Sabak in the chat. This is very distracting. <laughs> I want to talk about Pierre Sabak. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I have this recurring dream where I'm on a roller coaster. There's no safety bar or whatever, and it goes. And I'm holding on and I'm holding on. And miraculously, it's like, even though there's definitely no way that I should be staying in the car, I am. I'm managing. I'm holding on, but it's scary. But eventually in the dream, there's a point where I let go and we hit the big loop-de-loop -loop or a hill or drop or something and I fly off the roller coaster, but then I'm just flying and I go, oh shit, this was a dream. And the roller coaster is a signal that I can fly and that I don't have to hold on to the car. And I've had this dream so many times that it actually lets me, I, I'm at the point where when I'm having that dream, I'm usually made aware that I'm in a dream because, oh, this again, you know? So that can be your experience in life too. Whenever you feel like you're getting thrown around really hard and you got to hold on for dear life, that's a great time to let go of the feeling of holding on for dear life. And instead, actually, because <laughs> whatever it is you're holding on for dear life, it's probably something you think that you need to survive. But the stuff that you really need to survive, you don't have to hold on to for dear life because it's present and abundant all around you all the time, like air like the ability to rest, like usually like food. I know that it's possible to be like food insecure and things like that, but what got you there? What got you to the point of not being able to even access food very well? Maybe it was like holding on to some other thing for dear life, like an addiction, drugs. That's usually what gets people out on the street with no other resources. So when we let go of the thing that we think that we need, that's not really about life affirming, life maintaining, <laughs> you will have easier access to the stuff that is going to maintain your life. Oh my God, I'm 15 minutes in and I still haven't finished the changing lines. I got to, I got to hurry this up. <laughs> hey, Gordon, I see you in the Rockford chat. It's good to see you, buddy. Okay. Third line. This is a line talking about, this is solar plexus, right? This is will align with your true will. This is saying that, it's going from uh, open to close, actually, but it's saying it's a good time to align with your tribe and find small groups to collaborate with 
right now. If you want to go far, go together. That's an old uh, adage. They say, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Well, we have a long way to go to transition out of the old version of society. Things are getting weirder and weirder. So if you're already a team player, embrace that. But uh, if you're not, think about how you can work with a group. Not like you need to figure it out, but just open. This is the key to all of it, okay? When I say something like, you should do this, or this is what is being asked of you, I'm not saying that you need to go and like strategize and figure out how to get in with a group and, and all that and what to do there. I'm saying make the mental, intentional choice of, oh, I'm open to that occurring, and then see what happens. I think that's the key. Open to it occurring. Uh, I invite this. I invite the group dynamic, and then see where it shows up instead of like, trying to force it. So that's part of going with the flow too, is you set the intention, you give permission to life to bring that to you and see what happens. Maybe even throw it into your, your prayers if that's your thing. So um, as far as group dynamics go though, if you're already working with a team in some capacity and it's not harmonious with you, like maybe it's a job, of course, is a teamwork thing. Reflect on if the disharmony is because they're not in alignment with your purpose or if it's because you aren't in alignment with your purpose. Remember, all the friction, all the anti-flow is there to teach you exactly how to be in flow. It's all for your best good. Okay, so the fourth line, clutch right here. Fourth line is saying the ends don't justify the means with progress because we're coming from progress. That means that you want to be aware of how you're using your energy. Don't hold back on what you could possibly give if that holding back isn't an effort to manipulate someone or a situation. Does that make sense? So never, <laughs> if you think that someone's going to get better, if you just withhold some love from them because they did it wrong. And so I'm going to withhold love and then that'll teach them. That's not the way. If you need a full on boundary between you and them for your own good, that's one deal. But if you're trying to guide their behavior with the withholding of love, that's manipulative. So give what you can give and what's in flow for you to give and what's healthy for you to give. Do what you can as soon as you can to help, to love, to care, to dissolve and disperse negativity. This is the lesson of dispersion, number 59 in the I Ching. As soon as there's something that you could possibly address that's disharmonious or negative, do it then. It's like the metaphor of make your bed as soon as you wake up instead of waiting till later in the day when it's a, a flow killer. So the other thing here is, though, don't let your energy be hijacked for someone else's motives if they're questionable. So there's a balancing act here. If your intuitive feeling is to pull away from somebody or from a situation, there's nothing wrong with doing that, even if you don't yet know why. So if you find yourself mentally justifying the reasons that you're not helping or not showing care, but in your heart, you know, helping would be good or it's really in alignment with your highest will. You know, you're not sure, though, you're you're feeling this mental justification for why not to be involved with whatever it is, anything at all. This applies to everything. You can always pause and take three to five deep breaths. The diaphragmatic breathing I just talked about, expanding the lower belly up to the higher chest and then exhaling with the pushing into the belly, stimulate the vagus nerve, diaphragmatic breathing. Look it up if you haven't done it before. Three to five deep 
diaphragmatic breaths will clear your mind really well. So do that and ask yourself, is the mental justification I've been going through, is that because this situation is not a hell yeah? Is this a, or just ask, is this a hell yeah? The first answer that pops into your head will let you know whether or not you want to be involved with something. So if what comes up, things about what, like what you're dealing with, who you're dealing with, things still smell fishy, you're not sure about it, then just take the time that you need, pull away to reach and reach the, uh, another zenith, you know, get to a metaphorical high ground before making a decision about a person or a situation. So whatever it is, a lot of times with ends justify the means type people, they're going to put high pressure on you. Like I need it now, do it now. That doesn't usually need to be that way. So if you, if you find yourself in any kind of a bind like that, it's a good chance to like that you need to pull away and, or that it would be good to pull away. So just listen to your intuition. All right. Don't hold back your energy just out of a sense of righteousness, but do hold a boundary if there's something screwy about it and you just feel that. All right. That's a lot of stuff about the changing lines. I hope that this is feeling in, <laughs> you know, I hope you're feeling into this like for your own personal life. And I don't even know what I'm talking about for you personally. It's going to be different how it looks for everybody. But let's talk about the taming power of the great because here it is. It's returned. What I want to say about it is that, I mean, we <laughs> we talked about this la a fortnight ago, just a fortnight ago. So I'm just, I'll, I'll rehash some of it. You see this character? This is the mountain over the yin or the yang. I'm sorry. Mountain over yang. So it's the stillness, the big, still unchanging part of self over the awareness, your spiritual currency, the masculine heaven energy, your attention, right? So putting your attention on the stillness, the unchanging, the eternal, the big self. That's the taming power of the great. Why is that the taming power of the great? Uh, because our big unchanging self, if you will, the source that we are part of, the trunk of the tree, the supply of all life force energy, the Tao, the Christos, whatever name that you want to give it, that part of you, you bring yourself into alignment with it by being aware of it. Okay, so let me say that again. <laughs> How do you get into the flow with the source of all that is? Pay attention to it. Find the ways to mentally, uh, perceptually pay attention to that bigger part of self. Honor it. Ask for it. Connect with it. This guy's meditating. What I do lately in meditation, at the beginning of the meditation for several minutes, I visualize a the world tree, like the tree of life, a tree that represents the entirety of all life in every multiple form. And I remind myself that I'm, and I visualize myself embedded within the trunk of that tree. Like I am in the trunk, but then I visualize that tree in me, in my chest, in my trunk. And think about, think about this. What is another meaning for the word trunk? It's a chest that you open up. It's a chest. So this is a trunk. This is a chest. The chest is the trunk. The trunk is the chest. Put the tree of life in your chest and put you, put yourself in the trunk of the tree. 
is both at the same time. Okay. Collapse that duality. And that's, however, you know, there's a million ways to imagine, conceptualize that you're part of and of the source and that the source is in you. You are both it and you're part of it. And it is both you and a part of you. It's an expression of you. So how does this come into play with self-discipline? Because that's a big message of the taming power of the great. Uh, Because whenever we find ourselves hitting obstacles, where did they come from? They're of our own creation. Where did our health problems come from? They're of our own creation. Where did the friction in our relationships, in our jobs, all of that, all of our own creation. So that means we take the wine out of it and and the oh, poor me out of it. And we go, hey, (laughs) I've got all the tools I need. I've got all the energy ever to supply myself with to deal with whatever situation. So the taming power of the great, realizing your potential is literally realizing your potential. The, the key to that is to realize your potential. <laughs> like, I hope this makes sense. Realizing your potential is not about attaining a certain goal. That's only a step of realizing your potential or that's only, that's an outcome of realizing your potential. Actually realizing your potential is what I just tried to describe, which is to perceptually, mentally, in your awareness, focus on the fact that you are the whole tree of life and it's completely inside of you, but you're inside of it. You're both each other at all times. Realize that. And there's so much, if you want to know more about the taming power of the great, I did do a whole video about it a fort a fortnight ago, like I said. Um, but really, this is a time where you're being called to hold the truth that I just explained to you. You know this. You wouldn't be here, probably. I'm not telling you something you didn't know. So the resolve and the integrity part of 26 is holding steadfast to the truth that you've discovered. And you know what's cool about it? That it's 26? Because that's Yadhe Vavhe. Right? That's the 26, the number of God or the creator in Western esotericism. So pretty interesting that this position in the I Ching, number 26, has such a divine connection to the 26 in Western esotericism. Think about that. There's a reason for that. Um, Yadhe Vavhe, that's a 10 a five, a five, and a six, or a 10, a five, six, five, sorry. Anyway, we won't go into Yad Hey Vav Hey. That's a whole other conversation, but there's, it's really fun to talk about the numerology of that. I'm kind of in the mood because of just talking to Marty Leeds and reading Marty's stuff. All right, so right now, like the a few other things about Taming Power of the Great is life is asking you to grow above and beyond the safety and the comfort zones you've built for yourself. We're going to recap a little bit of stuff I talked about last time that we had this. All right. Um, Now, one of the important things we discussed last time, and this is worth reiterating, is that the best way to know, or a a way to know, the best is maybe a strong word, but a good way to know if you're too invested in your persona and like this bubble you've carved out for yourself that your ego thinks it needs that isn't connected to the actual abundant flow of free life force energy that's everywhere. 
if you find yourself worried or bothered by the little things that come up in your relationships, your life situations, or your work, if you find yourself worried or bothered by little nagging things, constant little things bugging you, it's likely that you're clinging to that person, place, or thing. And you've wrapped yourself up in a story where whatever it is that's bothering you or worrying you has become too large a part of the definition of who you think you are. That's a lot of words, but what this means is that a real Taoist wizard master, not bothered by little petty bullshit. I'm not saying that like if something really tremendously crazy happened right in front of you, that was horrible. Like a child was being abused. Yeah. That's going to bother you. That's natural. But Maybe that type of thing isn't even part of your flow state when you're in full alignment and coherence. I think maybe not. We'll see what happens in the coming months and years. Maybe shit will get really weird. But the point is, like, if little petty stuff is getting under your skin and bothering you a lot, why would that happen unless you were so, so conformed in your mind to the belief that things had to be a certain way for you to be happy and okay. And that these other people in these situations have to be all just right. And I controlled it. And that, and this is what I want it to be. Otherwise you're bothered. Do you see what I mean? You're making it your identity. You're making another person, your identity. If this is happening, like between you and a romantic partner where little things get under your skin or <laughs> excuse me, um, I'm going to clear my throat. I'll mute myself. Let me just get a drink. I've been jibber jabbering a lot. I got to wrap this part up. I've explained this really well. You guys heard this two weeks ago too, about the little things getting under your skin, meaning that it's become too much of your identity. So, all right. So Taming Power of the Great, to wrap up, it's training your mind to always return to neutrality, to neutrality as in being in the trunk, right? The middle. No matter how carried away you get or freaked out about with thoughts or unhappy ideas, just bring yourself back to the middle, back to your source. And that the uh, difficulties you may have gone through in the last week, because, you know, when you're at the zenith and you start to come down, it can be tough because that's what we just did. Uh, and that zenith could be a, <laughs> even being at the zenith like cancer, right? There's very deep emotions up there. Uh, in the summer, summer highest strength of the sun. Anyway, really the key here is that your authority in the flow state is about responding to what your innermost feelings are showing you and responding to the energies in your world that are in most need of harmonious action to balance them. So whatever you encounter in the outer world that feels out of balance, if you feel the energy is weird and you don't feel comfortable in it, get yourself right. It's as simple as like, oh, I'm in this awkward situation these people don't feel right or this stuff doesn't feel right i'm gonna do my diaphragmatic breathing i'm not gonna worry about how to fix the energy or how to correct it from the external i'm just gonna get myself back into neutrality with the breath and with my bio energy and then see what happens and you know this you know this that that actually will shift the situation faster than any words you could have said now words can still be very useful don't get me wrong Maybe words will come after you hit that middle point, but just take the time you need. Take the breaths you need. If you don't feel like you have time, take the time. Okay, so. <laughs> All right, there's enough. There's enough. I could talk about Taming Power of the Great for so long, you know, transcending into the larger reality of mind instead of the linear story being fixed on a linear story. 
riding on trains of thought that are rigid and inflexible, we, we can enter this bigger sense of thought of real, the real tree of life, which is mental. Realize that you connect to it mentally because it is mental. Everything is mind. So in that space, everything's more free flowing and seemingly less altogether because in this bigger aspect of mind, uh, you know, it become mind itself becomes a perceptual tool instead of an author. And the, the author is freedom. The, the real authority is the Tao becomes your authority. And then paradoxically, you become more of the author of your life because you've aligned with what is actually the authority. <laughs> this is about living in the unknown and the power of that because God is unknowable in the sense that it's always bigger. It's always more. The Tao is always beyond. It's always meta to whatever we think that we can perceive it as. The best we can do is align with it as infinite potential. Now, all right, let's keep going. <laughs> I pulled a tarot card to go with this read for the group. And it's 33 minutes, 33 seconds into the live stream. Ace of Swords. Oh, shit. It's upside down. This is like, you know, this is the Ace of Spades. And it's reversed. So there's like some... It's pretty heavy metal. Why did it come up reversed? Well, let's talk about that. Because this is what the taming power of the great is really about. The self-discipline part of when the friction comes, that that's our impetus to do better and to transcend and to get into alignment. All right. So uh, the, the chat is cracking me up. Snake Jones, I'm in the fetal position doing Wim Hof. And Kat's like, are you clothed? <laughs> Snake's always nude. Okay, so the Ace of Swords. Uh, when we get a reversal, it's about showing us, putting our attention on where things have been upturned and they aren't right, and then redirecting our flow to the upright. So this is not saying that you're stuck in the reversal or like this isn't some sort of bad omen. This is about getting real and looking within and getting clear about where this has come up. So as an ace card, there's a lot of potential here. So we're just going to go through a couple of the potentials. Mainly it's about bad decisions or bad judgment. Um, so have you made some inappropriate choices in the last week? I know I haven't always made the best choices. Even, uh, even if I seem like I'm great up here on stage, like I make bad decisions too. Uh, or maybe I get into confusion, denial. Maybe my communications aren't as clear as they could be. Maybe I don't listen to my own advice or some good advice from outside. So the Ace of Swords is about where have you disregarded the truth when it's reversed? Okay. And is disregarding the truth uh, making you... <laughs> it's, just, it's like, are you, are you ignoring common sense, Right. Are you, are you ignoring common sense or are you procrastinating? Um, sorry about that. Loud sound. Close that. There's so many possible meanings here, but okay. So I'm going to go through more and you just think about which one really applies to you. Have you been deceitful? Have you been lying? Have you been manipulating? Have you plagiarized? <laughs> That's an interesting one. Uh, have you hesitated or procrastinated or delayed projects that you need to get going on. And they would be new projects because it's an ACE. Um, have you been depressed? Have you been fatigued? 
Have you been blind to the truth? Have you been ill? All of these are possible ace of swords, reversal feelings and situations. And I'm going through all these because yeah, there could be misunderstandings and fights with some people too. Animosity. Basically, all around, it's just like your wires got crossed and things aren't firing correctly. So at some point in the previous week, I'm not saying this is a divination for, for this week. I'm saying sometime in the previous week, in my opinion, as a, the psychic on stage, one, one or more of these things I just went through, in, in a sense, these are all mental dysfunctions and warped perspectives. Something in, in your life has come up or you've been expressing one of these things. And this is important to get real about because this is the taming power of the great. Whenever you get real about where you were doing that, and maybe you already have, you're immediately flipping the script and getting back to uh, what you should be, getting back into flow. So the Ace of Swords in the coming week, writing it and re recognizing where our perspective was warped. Or, you know what, in some cases, like this could be, it's not not just a symbol of, okay, mostly this is a symbol of choices that cause you the undesired outcome. But sometimes it's a, like, sometimes it's a warning of a potentially a threat to your welfare. So it could be like something comes up in the external world that's really out of your control that made you sad or threw you off, you know? There's a lot of possibilities there. Whenever somebody we care about dies, that's always an obvious one. Or when, you know, your job is like, you got to get a jab or you're out. All, all of these are possible ways that can throw you off mentally or create these animosities and confusions. So it's not necessarily your fault, but it's probably your fault. It's not necessarily. You could be at the hands of a, of a situation that was really, truly an external flow. but. Either way, we can still look for where our choices, decisions, and judgments led to undesirable outcomes in our energy and in our emotion. Um, and flipping it around is about finding a new way of interacting, finding a new approach to old problems, okay? Making a new agreement with yourself to be more radically honest, more certain of your power, more certain that the only lie is that you aren't brave enough to tell the truth. I love to say that because it's so fucking brilliant. And when you make that agreement with yourself, you become brilliant. You become the genius. It's the most intelligent thing you could ever do is to go, I am brave enough to always tell the truth or always be honest with myself. Because it's usually it's ourself that we've been fraudulent to. We can kind of get away with stuff with external people, at least for a while. So speak up, uh, expose your own intentions to deceive yourself, <laughs> expose yourself, bear your chest, you know, put your heart on your sleeve, whatever it is. And look at how this is going to help you on the major decision points, those cuts in your life you've got to make with the sword that your radical self-honesty will be also the fuel for making huge decisions, huge, huge choices in your life to open up big, new, big, like big, new beginnings, totally renew your experience of life, new routines. That's all this is new stuff. Ace of swords. So new routines, new thought patterns, new beginnings, new approaches to old pattern or old problems, doing it with honesty, brilliance, intelligence, insight, attention to detail. All of this is what you get 
when you face head on the thing that was throwing you off, the, the deceit, whatever it was that you were deceiving yourself or others with. That's the taming power of the great. The taming power of the great is the 26, the, the source, the Tao, showing you through the friction that comes out of your self-deception, showing you your true power. Because we only practice the self-deception because we're afraid we're not powerful enough to get by without the lie. But guess what? You are. So the taming power of the great, this is your greatness within, revealing to you that you can do it <laughs> without the lie, without the outmoded belief. Get rid of that. Okay? This is clear vision. You feel me? You feel me? I love this, right? So let's continue. <laughs> I see a lot of good stuff in the chat. I just trying to read it all. I don't want to stop the flow of me talking at you, but yo, yo, this is Sagittarius season. It's about seeing the truth clearly. Maybe that's why we get the taming power of the great twice. Maybe. But hey, we got another one. The salmon. The animal card for today is salmon. It might not seem like the most badass creature, or maybe it does, depending on what you know about salmon. But let's talk about it. The salmon is inner knowing, wisdom, all right? So this is where we get into some more specific divinatory meaning. Salmon is about returning full circle, back to where you started, but with new eyes. You're new. You've come back to where you, became, where you began, but you're different. You can never really step in the same river twice because the water's different and you're different. So where are we returning full circle to? Metaphorically, we're returning full circle to the place of your creation, where you're from, your source, the creator itself, the Tao, the 26th, the yad vav You might even find yourself returning to an old place in physicality that you've been before, maybe moving, maybe visiting, maybe a habit or a hobby you're returning to that you let go of, like maybe you haven't. Maybe you quit playing music for a long time or quit making art for a long time and you're coming back to it. Maybe it's something you loved when you were a kid and you let it go and now you're being drawn back. Whatever it is, metaphorically speaking, it represents you returning to awareness of the Tao. Okay, it's the, the big stillness, the mountain supported by awareness, by your spiritual attention, that currency. Like I said, the key to the taming power of the great to realizing your potential is to realize it as in focus on it. Pay attention to what your potential is, where it comes from, the trunk, the chest, the supply of all life force energy. You're in it and it's in you. So this card of salmon is reflecting that some aspect of your life has come full circle or is about to. You've either returned in a spiral path to a place you once were or you're about to do so. And like the Ace of Swords, this is talking about some friction in the flow. I mean, Ace of Swords and Taming Power of the Great are talking about this friction. The salmon actually has to swim upstream. Do you see the beauty of how these connect? Okay, so if you've been going back through old patterns lately, emotionally or behaviorally, this is because the goal is for you to return to the place that you were before those disharmonious aspects of your life came in. Back to your source. Back to your inner child, back to the more pure, less corrupted, less damaged part or a uh, version of you. So 
trust that that's not regressive. It's not regressive because you're going back to your originality and that's what you always wanted anyway. That's what this whole journey out to the outer edges of the wheel was about so that you could see where you came from, from a further away perspective and then return to it with this fresh awareness of what the big picture is. So trust your inner knowing that what whatever you're being led to right now, even if you got to go upstream metaphorically to get there, it's leading you back home. Even if in, they go there to lay their eggs. So that could mean like you're returning to this new beginning, return to the old beginning, but you're new so that you can create something, something very important to you, as important as a child. So even if the external forces or people in your world are negative about your prospects or your intentions. Remember, it's just the little steps. You do what you can to take care of you, and that's going to make up the big picture, all right? All you got to do <laughs> is focus on the tasks at hand and do the best you can at that, the small things. Like I said, the beginning, beginning. Ugh. Now, like the taming power of the great, this animal is telling you that the wisdom of inner knowing is earned through difficult experiences. The obstacles are the course. And in the book, it specifically says something like, the proper use of inner knowing comes when you flow with your authentic feelings, embracing all the experiences you encounter in life as learning lessons rather than hardships. That's what the taming power of the great is. That is self-awareness. That is self-discipline. Flow with your authentic feelings. Your feelings are there to create the discipline. All the things that are harmful for you suggest their own disuse in your feelings if you're in there. And a lot of the stuff that we shouldn't be doing is there to mask our feelings. So get all that out of the way. And recognize that the twists and turns of the river and the bends that it has, they're all adventures for you to learn through. So I love it. Venus goes retro this coming weekend. <laughs> so true. Oh, so true. <laughs> Thank you for the reminder of that. Isn't that the case? Venus goes retro this weekend. Couldn't you could, couldn't you definitely associate that with the salmon, right? Going upstream. Now, I also drew for the group a Guan Yin card. And it's a beautiful one. Number 38, the Tao. The card is called the Tao. I should just walk away. It is. It says what it is. But I'll read this, this sentence from the book here. I, I still read from this book to get the gist of what these cards are trying to say because, you know, it's more complex than just the words, the Tao and the divinatory or the, the oracle meaning for this oracle deck. But I sure love this Oracle deck. The art's by Elena Fairchild, and I think she wrote the passages too. So, holy smokes, that's some good art. Maybe she didn't do the art. Let me, now I want to make sure that I'm not lying to you and that she didn't like hire somebody. Yeah, but I think that she's the artist of all this. So, yeah, it's the, no. Oh, 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 artwork is by someone named Zheng Hao. Cool. That makes sense. Elena Fairchild is the author. Anyway, this is what it looks like, Guanyin Oracle. It's pretty cool. The Tao in this book, she says, the Tao is always flowing, always nourishing life into creation, always presenting steps and solutions, and always reminding us that we are perfection in this moment. 
You're being guided to relax and allow life to flow. Yeah, relax. The thing is about reaching a more advanced level in the spiritual, spiritual classroom of the university is that sometimes the more advanced behavior is actually less effort. Think about that. Think about when you are an artist that learned how to use the negative space, how to use the pause, the silence, the gap, that instead of throwing everything at the, the canvas and just putting as much on there as you can, because my that's my style, <laughs> you become more confident and comfortable with less is more. And like, think about, yeah, think about the uh, big ship, tiny rudder idea. One degree shift in this tiny rudder, very, very small effort, totally changes the direction of the ship in the course of the long haul. So that's what the flow state is really teaching us, is that this Wu Wei thing will eventually, at a certain point, mean that there's less effort required. That doesn't mean we become like loosey-goosey, blown with the winds, and have no inner compass or anchor or direction. It's more like the middle ground like bamboo, okay? You're not too rigid, but you're not too bendy. You're perfect, rigid, bendy, <laughs> blend. Blend of rigid and bendy, okay? Huge factor, Venus going retrograde this weekend. Man, we could just talk about that, but yeah. The challenge is to not to try to force life to unfold according to our whims, but to trust that all we really needed to do is what keeps us afloat, alive, healthy. And that can be effortless because when we're really in our divine timing and flow state, the resources we need to do that, the time we needed to do that, it's all there for us if we're open to take it, open hand to take it. So most of what keeps us from having the abundance just show up that we can just pluck the fruit off the tree, metaphorically, is that we're holding on to something that we think we need to live. like work and jobs and shit like that realize that we have we are the life force energy the channel that we've chosen to receive the life that we need to sustain ourselves is not the only channel that it can come through and if the, we are so focused on just that channel we lose awareness we lose sight of all the other infinite possibilities for how we could be provided for and there's so much more gratitude when things come to us than when we try to force it. So keep all that in mind. Um, looking at the book here. <laughs> Just be, of course. That's the end of it. Hey, what do you guys think? There's a lot of you in here. Do you want to do group divination? Uh, I mean, like one-on-one -on -one divinations for other uh, individuals? <laughs> quick sun sign look yeah i know that i should get on to do other stuff but this is so fun i bet i bet that you guys are going to say yes so i'm going to act like you said yes and we're going to look at we'll do three cards for each sun sign i swear i'm going to be fast about it i'm not going to get stuck on it this will let you guys make your hopefully make your own choices about it but and i won't try to over interpret over analyze but since we're here for the week divination for the week all right aries this is your jumper 
Aries sun sign or Aries in any prominent position, know that you have every every sign in you. So this is not just for your sun sign, but definitely for your sun sign. <laughs> Aries, your divination specifically for the week, taming power of the great plus the joyous 58. That's cool. Um, yeah, this is po infinite possibilities. All right. This is a uh, open communication to self-expression, this type of deal. Okay. So the joyous it's double joyous. It's double Lake. This is saying for, for you, Aries, your mindset ought to be focused on the infinite possibilities and potentials in your life. Okay. Keep your choices open and uh, don't get too stuck on one choice. Okay. And this is going to apply to, this is going to apply to your resource management. Okay. This is coming in with the Knight of the Pentacles. So Knight of Pentacles to give a little more context to that, it's saying like maybe you're building Aries, maybe you're building several things at once. I know this is I'm talking for me right now, but I've got a lot of possible routes to use my talents and aptitudes to, you know, secure resources, secure money. And sometimes I get thrown off by, should I be focusing on just one only? Should I be upset that this, this area is not flowing as quickly right now, but I've got a lot of work to do over here. So just realize Aries that you're already, you're good to have multiple interests right now and to have a, like a multifaceted business or have more than one business going. It's, there's no rush to complete either path, whether it's two, three, 10 paths, just Keep your passion focused on the earth, your fire of earth. Night of night of discs is about that. Uh, you know, let that higher will alignment with their your true purpose direct where this Venus pleasure comes in. Where the and you know what? You, because of the Venus retrograde, there might be a slowdown in some of these areas, or even the feeling of a regression in some of your your areas where you're producing your resources. Use that time to improve and perfect the model that you're working with. That's what retrograde periods are about, is looking back, reflecting. Mend where there's gaps, right? It may, <laughs> work, work on de-weeding the garden. If, you know, if there's no other work to do in your garden of your mind, then just go pull weeds or go and fix the fence or, or whatever. Like The slowdown periods are where you improve areas that are not necessarily things you need to work on every day or every week. So Archangel Michael for you, Aries, is uh, positive thoughts create positive results. Remember that too. Yeah, uh, Juliana says that maybe of all elements read. That's probably smarter for me time-wise too. That was my original intention, but I'm already in it for the sun signs. So <laughs> next time maybe we'll do the... Uh, four elements read but there we go now let's talk taurus what does taurus got going on for the week i'm dropping cards pretty majorly okay try that again <laughs> yes 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 taurus small is beautiful this is great 
This is the 62 instead of the 26. Okay, and you know what? I'm going to try to do both cards at once. That way I don't get out of context. So we got small is beautiful. What tarot card to do it with it? Half the deck dropped. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, that's just me being clumsy. All right, Taurus. This is the one. Small of beautiful and the king of cups. So let's look at small is beautiful first in context with the king of cups. But do you see this beautiful butterfly imagery here? I love this card. It's the air of water. Uh, so this is about <laughs> self-study and introspection, using your mind to analyze your emotions and your feelings and communicate those emotions deeply. All right. So small is beautiful is about with, with King of Cups. I think these two cards are telling you, Taurus, to... Slow down, which is hard for a charging bull. I get that. Come on, focus. Slow down. Pay attention within. Look at the small details that uh, of your life that bring you happiness, the, the good feelings and good emotions, or tend to the things that are throwing you off mentally. Sometimes, like, Taurus can be so focused on producing and making shit happen uh, and securing everything that they, you know, they ignore their own feelings about stuff. So small is beautiful. Taurus, look for the extraordinary and the ordinary. Look for what you love about the little details of life and uh, mentally focus on that and communicate that. People love to hear you tell them why you love this or that because you love nice things. They listen to you. <laughs> you've, got, you've got a lot of authority about what is or isn't good, Taurus. People like to hear it. Okay. And, yeah. <laughs> okay. So forgive yourself. You've done nothing wrong. This in context with the other two. Yeah. It's saying that you need to zero in on where there's hard emotions right now and like mental, like get a mental detachment for that. Look at that carefully. Communicate where things feel off so that it comes from inside of you to out of you so that you don't go around with this belief that somehow you're at bl to blame for all the problems in the world or problems in the people around you. The best way to be the healer that you are is to express the emotions that you feel, to allow those things to flow from within to without big time. Now, moving forward, Gemini, here we go. Contemplation, number 20. Cool. I'm going to pull the tarot card to go with it too. All right. Contemplation from the I Ching. Contemplation is the air over the yin. Woo! Princess of swords. So a lot of mental air energy for you gemini right now that of course is appropriate because that's an air sign and so contemplation and princess of swords 
I think this is telling you that uh, take some time alone right now, or maybe that's going to automatically happen. And to be mentally flexible, integrate whatever things are going on in your life, these major, major changes like this is this is major changes, very busy, but also very exciting time. Uh, you know, some some major event is coming up and you're being asked to integrate these changes by being very reflective and communicative with yourself about what these changes mean to you. Harness the power of the major exciting busy time. Harness the the transformational power of it by contemplating it, by like so also by staying in the breath, letting the body and the breath, the, the body guide the breath, right? Um, as in try to breathe into every part of your body in your, especially if the, uh, the changes and the busy, exciting aspect of it is difficult, like difficult to deal with. There's so much to do so much new ground to explore or cover, or, you know, get through that. If you can just try to detach and observe it, then you'll probably see the good in it more easily. Um, so don't get caught up in the, <laughs> yeah, here we go. Go forward fearlessly. This is great for you, Gemini. So contemplation, princess of swords, go forward fearlessly. This is saying, yep, big changes are coming. Integrate them through awareness. Stay detached in your observation powers and uh, don't get too caught up in the challenge of the changes and just try to flow with it by keeping your breath and your body in alignment. Big time. Okay. Moving forward. Cancer. <clears throat> All right, Cancer. What do we got for you? I'm trying not to take two hours on this one like last time. I'm doing pretty well so far. <laughs> okay, Cancer, splitting apart. Number 23. This is about impermanence. Surrendering to separation. You know, it, it represents a death, to be honest, a death of the old or even the death of somebody. So maybe you're dealing with that. Maybe it's just recently happened. Obviously, there's a lot of people exiting the realm right now. Let's get the next card to get more context. The splitting apart is not a bad card. Uh, of course, you have to let go for the new to come in. So everything's impermanent except the Tao itself. Major judgment card for you, Cancer. All right. So what does this mean to you? Judgment and splitting apart? That means that whatever it is that you're splitting apart from, I think, is, you know, you've gotten clear about something in your life. And you've had to make the decision to split for your own development. Uh, maybe destiny forced this. I mean, judgment can be like, like, here's the trumpet, the angel, like you're being forced to split apart. That could be too, but go with it. Go with it. And know that when you're doing what's right for you and what's best, unseen forces are coming to your aid at all times, Cancer. Uh, this is 
Very similar to the energy of the 26, the Taming Power of the Great, but instead of the yin or the yang supporting this mountain, it's the uh, yin supporting the mountain, right? That means that stillness in the body is uh, the configuration here, actually. So that's tricky to achieve, but what it's saying is just like letting go and surrendering stillness in the body. It's talking about letting go of the frantic attempt to hold on, really. Go with the flow, let the changes come. Uh, you get, you know, the judgment is also saying that something you've desired is coming out of this splitting apart. So even if you have to wait a little bit between the letting go or the removal of the blockage, the healing and the recuperation is coming. You're met, you're transforming metamorphosis right now, cancer. And uh, it comes in the friends. It's going to come in the form of new friends, new guides, new creative powers, higher ideals for your life. I had to get in there and talk a lot about cancer right there. Cause uh, the judgment card is major, major. Uh, and what else is it? Wow. This is your life's purpose. So whatever it is in this transformative thing going on for you, what you're splitting apart from, uh, this judgment from the cosmos that is forcing the letting go, the elimination of the old way, this is your life's purpose. Couldn't be more clear than that. This is your life's purpose. Yo, you're being called to your life's purpose. Come on up out the grave. It's time to shine. Rise and shine. <laughs> I love this. I love this. All right. Okay. You know who's next is the Leos among us. Leo, Leo, Leo. Main character. What up? What do you got? Mm, we'll get there. We'll know in a second. This feels right. Companionship. <laughs> Number 13. We're talking about the 13 a bunch at the beginning and in the telegrams. Uh, <laughs> Slick is probably like, there's the 13. <laughs> yep, there it is. So this is supporting that thing we talked about at the beginning of it. It's a good time to work with the group. Um, share goals with other people. You know, I'll crowdsource your research. Mm -hmm. But we're going to see what comes with it from the tarot first before we continue. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. It's this one. Oh, oh, oh. oh, wow. We're seeing quite a dynamic here, Leo. The hermit reversed. The hermit reversed plus companionship. Does that seem like an oxymoron? Is the hermit reversed because it's telling you to get the fuck out there and quit being the hermit? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> really, the, the reversal. Okay, let's get real. Here we go. This is tough. I got to get real with you right now. And me too. I'm a Leo rising. This reversed hermit is talking about low standards, man. Low standards. Your your work could be more skillful. Your concentration could be stronger. You could be more dependable. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
you're going too fast. Okay. Your impatience is giving a sense of superficiality to your work, uh, to your expressions, not just work. All right. So let's flip this over. Okay. But also I think part of the flipping this over is to not be completely attached to the hermit persona and realize there's people out there that can help us that share the same goals of us as us. All right. This could be a wise person that has practical expertise and know-how a professional an artist, whatever in what it is that you're trying to do that maybe they can teach you. Maybe you could step up your game and just slow down for a minute, learn a, an improved way to do your process and do that. Don't get stuck on just trying to rush through the thing. <laughs> Slick. Slick says headshot. Sorry, dude. I know I'm talking to me right now. Come on, camera focus. Focus on me. Here I am. Okay. Now let's get more. <laughs> let's get more. Uh, context from Archangel Michael. What do you got? Okay. Oh, write about your thoughts and feelings. All right, Leo, you're a great writer. We all are. We're all great at writing. So do that. Write about your thoughts and feelings. This would be a good thing because what I just talked about is going to be different for everybody's Leo that where we're cutting corners or rushing things and not doing this, you know, this is Virgo. Virgo doesn't fucking cut corners. Does it all right. Perfect. Leo is just like, brah, we need the tempering, tempering energy of the Virgo and the hermit uh, with the Leo energy. That's a great way to do it. It's like the strength card where there's this Virgo virgin taming the lion. That's you right now. You've got a lot of enthusiasm. I know I'm stuck stuck on Lee, st stuck on Leo for a long time here, but you got a lot of enthusiasm. You got a lot of vigor. Now let's direct that into a, a vessel in a container that's got the polish and got the, you know, everything's set up right. Whatever part of your life this represents, just get in there. Ask for the help. Ask for the help. That's what companionship's about. Get the help. And writing about it, like Archangel Michael just said, that's going to be your channel to figure out where to ask for the help or where to look for the help or where, you know, you, you may think you have an idea about it, but just write out a page of what you're currently doing and how it could be better. That's it. And then see where that takes you. That's the magic. All right. <laughs> okay. What, what's after Leo? Uh, one hour, 11 minutes, 11 seconds into the stream. All right, Virgos, what we got for you? Abundance. Ooh, yeah, five, five, abundance. Isn't that a great Virgo card right at the onset of the harvest season? All of this richness and ripeness coming to fruition all right where's the abundance at what's uh we got to give a little more context tarot card virgo 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 abundance 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 Ooh. okay the two 
of swords. Wow. Let me think here. What do I think this means? Well, the two of swords is about arbitration, you know, seeing both sides. This is what leads to a good partnership, strong, strong teamwork, really bonded teamwork is being able to see their side as clearly as you see your side. And um, the two of swords is very much about like reviewing and analyzing the, t the possibilities and patiently doing so and uh, making, you know, biding your time and observing until the moment of making the big choice. So getting all the facts together. All right. So with abundance, this is cool because it's a five, five, it's two fives. Um, so for you, Virgo, this is just, I think you're being reminded that your mental acuity, <laughs> your adept and grace and skill at getting all the information together and seeing every part of it, you know, all the details, that's really good. Virgo's really good for that, that, uh, this is where your abundance comes from is that your decisions and your judgments, like. I, this is a running joke, but like Virgo, you're pretty much never wrong. So <laughs> keep guiding yourself. Okay. And, uh, you know, you're, you're making, you're, you're making all the right moves right now, I think. So just keep doing what you're doing. I, I don't really have a divination for you, Virgo. I can't tell you shit. You already know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, your abundance is in your ability to analyze and, and, uh, boom. Admit the truth to yourself and act accordingly. So maybe this is saying too, okay, for you, Virgo, that maybe the truth is a little hard to accept, even though you see it clearly. So just admit the truth and act accordingly. Do what you got to do. You know what you got to do. You already know. You know everything. Okay. So Libra, Libra, Libra. It's my moon sign. course <laughs> work on what has been spoiled get the worms out of your guts i mean that's what this picture makes me think of work on what has been spoiled 18 healing correcting past mistakes making repairs yeah you know this is very libra let's see what else comes up i already have thoughts this is it Ooh. Major, major, major wheel of fortune. Okay, so this is interesting. We're in a we're looking at right now, Libra, a period of transition, and uh, you're you know you're evolving in a cycle. Maybe you're returning back to where you once were, but with new eyes. The wheel has come full circle, right? We talked about this. Um, your life is probably either taking a radical change your lifestyle or needing one so bring in the bring in all the expansion the success the good luck the rewards of the wheel of fortune libra by attentive detail to healing and restoring balance what is libra about restoring balance to things that need to be cleaned up so this is about just doing 
little things. Maybe this is me talking to me. Maybe you need a cleanse. Maybe you need like, I think I need a cleanse of some of my organs. It's been a while. I think my kidneys and liver could use some cleansing. So I'll get on that. If you get on that Libra, <laughs> no, I'm going to do it either way, but work on what has been spoiled is a beautiful card because when we clean up the corruption that's present and we get to where like, you know, your body temple is actually purified. The amount of charge can come through that body temple in alignment without all the crud is just limitless. It's unreal. So your, your wheel of fortune, if you want to get a good spin on that wheel, then you need to heal, heal for the wheel <laughs> and healing will also improve your own will wheel, the wheel of your will. Okay. New beginnings and a fresh start. So yeah, wheel of fortune there is saying you're in a whole new lifestyle right now, Libra whole new and you were good at you're good at new lifestyle okay it's like you're free you're free for that mentally you're good at that so uh recognize that if you want this lifestyle change to be one that leads to really positive pr prospects and and really success luck type stuff work on what has been spoiled brilliant brilliant divination i think thank you cards all right scorpio what do you got what do you got? Thanks everyone for hanging in through the through all this. You know, I totally get it if you leave whenever we're done with your sign. <laughs> it's fun. Okay, Scorpio. Before completion, number 64. All right. This is uh walking on some thin ice, maybe some hesitation, loss of faith. Conditions feel unstable, but we will see what the other card is so we can give a little more context to what it is. Okay, so you're before completion. You're in an unstable condition with your queen of discs, Scorpio. What do you think? It means that this is time for hard effort, okay? Diligent, diligent work, good craftsmanship. And uh, what is before completion? Like, where is this leading you? Um, to maturity, to success. Like, your diligence and your hard work and your faith of crossing the unknown, the frozen lake, this is what's going to draw in reliable people. Okay? It's like, you can go out of your way to try to find clients or customers or whatever and you put all of your effort into marketing and advertising and then when they get to you what you've got to offer is shit because you put all of your effort into trying to get them to come to you instead put your effort into the beauty the aesthetics of what you're doing the craftsmanship of it all right improve the competence and the professionalness of what it is that you've got to offer by, yeah, by being hardworking and honorable about it, okay? And then the clients that come to you will be sole clients. Their customers that come to you will be sole customers, meaning they're drawn to you auto-magically because you're putting out the vibe that they authentically want or need, and you're not having to, like, trick them into coming to you. I know. 
I know it's a paradox. Packaging does matter, but you don't need to, I think, put all your eggs into the basket of trying to advertise yourself, Scorpio. Let them come to you. Admit the truth and act accordingly. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I think that all fits. I think that all fits. Let's continue. Let's continue. Okay. What's after Scorpio, people? What season are we in right now? Saggies. The taming power of the great. Ah! So there's that. Didn't we just talk about that? Go back to the beginning. If you missed it, we've been talking about it. Taming power of the great. Sagittarius, this is temperance, man. Strengthen your character from within. This is self-discipline. So, ooh, there's the jumper. Ooh. Okay, this jumped out. It flew out. Flew out upside down. Upside down. Just regular upside down. This is the four of wands. So it's saying, do not abandon your projects prematurely. Do not uh, compromise your concentration, okay? <laughs> Are you missing something obvious that is that is polluting the harmony of your projects or, or your life experience, okay? Um, you know, what this reversing is saying that there's some kind of disharmony in your life, incompatibility, and maybe you need help, uh, ask for help, or maybe it's just your impatience trying to force things too fast, too hasty. So flip this over with your self-discipline, like we talked about, about Taming Power of the Great, okay? Uh, bring, be discriminatory of facts, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want this like domestic harmony, recognition, this really high level of well-being that Four of Wands represents, this accomplishment and completion, then you need the self-discipline of the Taming Power of the Great. And you need to get real about where you've been letting yourself ignore the flaws in your lifestyle, okay? So just don't let yourself be distracted right now. This is a critical moment, especially for Sagittarius being that this is the time in the sky clock we're in. Sagittarius is I see. So don't ignore the flaws in your projection right now. Okay. Go, go all the way. No half-baked shit. Always use the full ass. Never do it half-assed. And Sag, you are guarded and protected. So if that makes sense to you, there it is. If you got something that you were, you wanted to be uh, guarded and protected about, well, good news is that you are. And if you call in your spirit team, you ask for the help, you say, hey, unseen forces, please come to my aid. They will, and they are. They will, and they are. Okay, so next up, <laughs> you're gonna love this. This came out before I even got a chance to say, that we're on Capricorn limitation. So 
Self-discipline is a buzzword here too in limitation. Very similar. Um, this is all about patience, ritual, introspection, maturity. Okay. I would love to go further into the elements of, of limitation, but the gist is that it's the deep water, the abyssal being supported by the multiple possibilities, the joyous, the lake blue over pink. So limitation for you, Capricorn. Wow. King of cups here. This is again, didn't we just see this, but the king of cups in the reverse this time. So sad or uh, cap you're saying that there's some <laughs> okay you you may be mistaking detachment or you may be distract you may be mistaking your own like coldness and your insensitivity for detachment all right so be careful about that be careful about being too rigid uh <laughs> If you're a type of Capricorn that loves the psychological side of life and you're really looking deeply within, that's good. And maybe, um, you know, stay there. Let Don't be all material, all earth, all right? Uh, now, the reverse King of Cups could also be like talk, warning you that there are some friends or romantic partners that uh, you have just had a change of heart about in a negative sense, or that there was a failure there. Um, you know, you had some expectations that were overturned in that sense. Maybe this is just a possibility. I'm not saying for sure, but to flip this back around, just withdraw into your inner world more Capricorn. I know you're a really good builder on the external, but get into that spiritual side, that imaginative side with the art, a good way to practice the self-study and introspection. Literally, both both of these cards are about introspection. Okay, so uh, create create some space for introspection for yourself. Maybe go on some shamanic journeying. Um, look for experiences that are going to give you spiritual revelation. Maybe by advisors or or healers, counselors, somebody like that. Maybe do a one on one divination with me or sound healing with me. Just saying, some or somebody like me or not like me at all, but that you feel drawn to. Um, and with this too, if you want to flip this over the, and the coldness of this, the, in, the insensitivity of this, just start telling people you love them, that you love, let them know, let them know that you love them, express the emotions and then they'll flow better and use your imagination and you'll see the answer. So introspection, imagination, key, key words right there. Dip into that. Okay. Aquarius time. Like you even need me, Aquarius. Probably not even watching. You're out there just doing your thing. Okay. We're almost there. Stephanie, thank you for saying that I'm so cool. Okay. Aquarius completion number 63. This is the uh, abyssal, the deep unconscious waters of the total self supported by the clinging, the fire passion. All right. So we are going to put this 63 completion, which is like victory peak performance Aquarius. You're kicking ass. 
you're at a zenith point. What else is there, though? What else is there? I almost cheated and looked at what I was drawing. I got to start over and look away. There's the jumper. Ooh. Mm, completion. And the Empress jumping out upside down. I know some people don't like to do reversals. I have to. We have to. Life is like that. It goes both ways. Okay, so your Empress reversed with completion. Ah, uh, There's a lot here. Are you finishing up completing a relationship with somebody? Or was there... Let's see, because this reverse means that this could be like <laughs> a failed romance or loss of love terminating some kind of relationship. But it could also just be broken promises, broken agreements, or lack, you know, not appreciating, not being appreciated or not appreciating the other. Maybe you're not appreciating the other. So, man, bioenergetically, <clears throat> too. I think there's something here about your, you know, level of rest versus exertion. It's like maybe you got here to this moment of like you're on a pretty cool pinnacle, but you're exhausting yourself or overindulging in things that like fuel you, maybe drinking too much coffee. Who knows? So this is a this is a tricky read, but we want to flip this empress, right? And so the way to do that is to take care of our bodies, get get the proper level of rejuvenation, healing, and rest that we need. Because if we've just gone through some heavy stuff and made it to the end of a, a big project or cycle, then we could be pretty worn out from that. So celebrate your victories right now, Aquarius, but don't don't ignore your body's needs, okay? Just because you can. Just because you're so mentally adept that you can just operate from the mental plane and ignore what your physical body's doing doesn't mean you should do that. And if you've been operating with that typical Aquarian detachment, uh, be aware that that can be like misconstrued as coldness or even seriousness. And, uh, you know, bring the love and the generosity to whatever place that feels like there's bro breakage or failure. All right. It doesn't have to be the end, whatever it is, but maybe their end is good. Maybe the completion means it's the end. It's either the end of a cycle of uh, difficulty, maybe if you want it to be, or it's the end of a, of a relationship terminating something that relationship doesn't have to be love relationship, romance either could be, could be a job. Okay. Well, let's see what Archangel Michael says. Mm. here we go thanks for all the nice things you guys are saying sean yeah we're talking to you right now aquarius oh take your time making this decision so if there is a possibility of a termination of a relationship or the end of a cycle of of uh, coldness because you want to like fix the broken promises or repair the agreements return to appreciation, take your time making the decision. All right. And what that means is really build up your bioenergy and your health, your health rest. Okay. Rest and 
and work on your fitness. Do what you can. Don't overindulge in the sugar, especially coming up in these holidays. Be aware of that. Don't overindulge. This is telling you that. Be aware of your diet and what you're eating. So that your overall health and well-being should be peak condition before you make a huge life change decision. Because maybe, yeah, do, you know what? You know what it is. I've said enough. I've said enough. I'm trying to tell you your life. Okay? So thank you, Kat, for saying schedule an in-depth divination with Chance. Thank you. We did one recently and it was really good. I think we've got to schedule one, another one for somebody that you wanted to set up with me to do that. So since I'm talking to you directly, Kat, make sure we do that. I don't remember if you paid yet or not. I don't want to leave you hanging. Let's get it scheduled. Okay. Last one. Wow. All right, Pisces. Following. Loyalty, adaptability, cooperation, trust, sensitivity to others, service, receiving guidance. That is the lake, the joyous above the arousal. Yeah. Okay. We threw another card out. Queen of Pentacles comes back. Queen of Pentacles. We've seen her twice now. See? Isn't that cool how that works? Okay, Pisces. Okay, <laughs> I know you like to follow, you know, fishes travel in schools, right? So following and queen of pentacles means if there are people in your life right now who like maybe it's an older woman, maybe it's like a grandmother, maybe it's an aunt, just some, maybe it's someone you work with. Uh, see how you can be of service to these people who have, it seem, if there's someone that seems like they've got endless patience and wisdom maturity for you I like it you know they're always resourceful always insightful um if they're loyal to you like that they're always loyal to you like that why not be loyal to them back right maybe look for ways that you can be of service to the the uh enlightened feminine aspects of your life if there are any beings like that in your life right now okay and Maybe while you're of service to them, you will gain some ideas through osmosis about how to properly manage your property, right? Or how the, uh, you know, what is beautiful? What is the luxury in your life that you want to create? We don't need all forms of luxury. We certainly don't need some of the luxury that's offered to us, but there are some aspects of crafting a life to make things flow better and smoother that we can definitely learn from how other people are doing it. So yeah, look for the people that in your life right now that have got that self-reliance on lock, very competent people, but also still adventurous, not like stuck in a, a nest, right? Those people that inspire you figure out how to be of service to them and receive guidance from them at the same time. That's a good way to do it. Like a mentorship, right? <laughs> That's the that's your divination for you, Pisces. Now, check your fingernail health for signs of sugar intake, says Slick Dissonant. That's interesting. Okay. All right, Pisces. Focus on divine and perfect health. And this is the last card for everybody. Whenever you think about your own health, this applies to everybody here. Consider it as divine and perfect. When you think about a family member's health, you pray for somebody, say to God or source, thank you for their divine and perfect health. Thank you for my divine and perfect health. 
don't focus on the idea that there's a issue because the Tao is the way is the redeemer is the Christ is the Christos. All right. So let the redeemer redeem you. Let the healer heal you by knowing that it is and that you are it and it's in you and you're in it. End of story. Okay. End of story. That's the divination for today, guys. Thanks for hanging out with me. I really appreciate everyone that stuck it through to the end. Like just sat here for an hour and a half. Uh, I love you all. I would be super excited to get into one-on-one -on -one sessions with people, sound healing, email me chance at interversepodcast.com message me on telegram, hit me up with the contact form on my website, whatever way to get a hold of me that you can think of, go ahead. If you want to do a session, I've also got this beautiful wand still available. The selenite wand. If someone is interested in and wants to know more details about it, let me know. It was born on 11-11 of this year. And I do one-on-one -on -one divinations for people where we can get very specific and detailed with what it is that you're interested in knowing about yourself. Key of destiny spread is probably what we would do, although there are other options. So hit me up if you want to do any of that. Watch out for the Conspiracy Castle live stream tonight. I plan on being on. And catch up on Interverse. There's a bunch of new episodes lately. Yeah. Wednesday, Vibrant, Wednesday night. There's something every day just about lately. So thanks for coming in to the stream. Thanks for all the appreciation you guys are showing me. You guys rock. You all rock. Thank you everyone for watching now or later. And uh, I'll catch you guys on the flip. See you on Telegram. See you on the next one. Much love. Bye-bye.